Welcome, Sacred Disruptor, to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio, modern medicine priestess, golden age business mentor, and marketing muse for spiritual entrepreneurs. In this sacred temple, we explore what it means to embark on your spiritual journey towards sovereign embodiment, multidimensional leadership, and social justice while honoring a business of integrity. Gathered here are some of the world's leading mentors, healers, and revolutionists alike as they share activating codes of guidance and transmissions of wisdom that will empower you to thrive. As a sovereign leader, you are here, embodied in your truth and on your evolutionary mission to answer the call, move the masses, and activate your legacy for the generations to come. You are here to unleash your medicine. Welcome home. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and in this episode, we're talking all about sustainable entrepreneurship in the golden age. And this one is so special because I have Nina the Lawyer here, and she is one of my Brand Alchemy one-on-one clients. I've been working with Nina for the last six months, helping her with her brand, and just really taking her medicine to the next level. And this woman is soaring right now. And I knew I wanted to have her on because there are a few people I'm really witnessing in the industry who are having the courage to speak up about the important elements to really cultivate a sustainable business with the changing times and as we really pave the path of coaching, especially, and the spiritual business to be respected in the world of business, you know, there's a lot of talk of, oh, is this a scam or what are they doing? And of course, you know, there can be a lot of that um, judgment with the industry, especially with a lot of the spiritual lingo that's used and whatnot. But We have to remember that it's not just a 5D business. This is a multi-dimensional business. And part of that multi-dimensional business is respecting that we're also still in this 3D and we have to make sure that we have systems like contracts and really making sure that we are not only adapting, but we can accelerate with what's going on. And so this is a really powerful conversation where We're talking about paving your own path in entrepreneurship. And this is a a non-negotiable of what I knew I I wanted to share with you all. Um, I'm going through like such a wild time. You may have may not heard, but I recently lost all of my memory. And it's been it's been a wild journey to say the least, you know, but I'm working through it and it's all happening and it's all unfolding as it should. And it's all good. And I knew that part of Saturn passing through my sixth house of health and routine, that boundaries and and my health are going were going to be the forefront of the theme of this month or this year and maybe even the year to come. But that's where I knew I wanted to bring on Nina to also talk about contracts and what it takes to really build a business like on a legal perspective. And so I wanted to bring the best of the best. And so if you've never heard of Nina before, 
And especially if you're looking for contract templates for your website, for your clients, for um, affiliates, for collaborations, Nina's got you. She's she's made a multiple six figures, you know, in her business just from her passive income of creating these contracts and these templates. But her Instagram is filled with so much information. And so I want you to really dive in and take notes of this because Nina here, she's a New York based lawyer and she was a former lobbyist. And right now she's traveling the world and following her passion and her heart. And she quit her job in 2018 to travel to find a freedom lifestyle. And this is what we're talking about. Like it's a blessing that we get to create a business and, you know, based on our terms and Nina is leading the way with that. And, you know, what really fueled her and motivated her to do this work was that she was meeting a lot of online entrepreneurs who really didn't have access to legal protections like contracts or traditional CEO skills, like organizing systems to scale sustainably. And so she knew that she was here to really create a niche specific contract template shop to really help online coaches and consultants And her signature mentorship program, CEO Skills, is currently open until the 11th. And so Nina is out there traveling, surfing. She's creating content. She's collaborating with like-minded souls. And she's answering the call to help people really create their holistic business. And so in this episode, we're talking a lot about paving your own path in entrepreneurship. We're talking about why legal protections are non-negotiable as well as contracts. We also talked about spiritual bypassing in the business and what it really takes to cultivate a sustainable business while being aware of, you know, what's happening in the world. We talked a lot about also what it takes to really take that holistic business um, to the next level with success and sustainability because we are integrating into the world of golden age business. And so contracts, for instance, are really what are here to prepare you and your six and seven figure business. And so we talk a lot about that as well as the secret sauce to successful passive income because Nina's figured it out for sure. And then we're talking a lot about as well, the importance of how you can start to best serve your ideal clients and the power of delegation. And this is, this is what creates a very successful CEO. And so if you want to snag CEO skills, go to bit.ly slash CEO, all caps, skills, all of it's in caps. And that is for you to um, use the affiliate link for the Sovereign Society podcast. And I'm telling you, this, this woman is leading the way and she's here just to really help people create a massive impact. And so I'm really pumped for you to learn more and reach out to Nina if you want more templates, support, what have you. Um, but I wanted to make sure if we're going to be talking about business here that we also have a lawyer I trust in this house. And so here comes Nina. So I invite you to take note. And again, if you're interested in CEO skills, go to bit.ly slash CEO skills, all caps. And you can find that also in the show notes, but enjoy. Hello, 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 and welcome to an episode of the Sovereign Society podcast that is going to shift everything. And let me tell you, 
there was challenges that we had starting this, and it's because we're shaking shit up. (laughs) And I'm really excited to have with me here one of my one-on-one brand alchemy clients and guest teacher of Alchemize Your Systems. And just the, like, when I think of like badass CEO women, I think of Nina. And so I'm so pumped to have Nina Mariano here of Nina the Lawyer. And so we're going to be talking a lot about what it means to like really kick ass as a CEO, especially in the world of online business. And I'm just so pumped for this woman and watching her grow over the past six months and seeing her live her dream. It's just so fucking rad. And it shows you and it reminds you that anything is possible when you follow your heart you believe in yourself and you really hone in and share with the world why you're really here. So Nina, so grateful you're here. Thank you for having me. And thank you for your patience. I know you said, yay, I'm living my dream. I'm growing. And part of that dream is traveling and working. And being in Mexico has been one of the most stressful work experiences of my life because of the Wi-Fi and the audio quality. And yeah, you guys only knew what goes on behind the scenes. But it just goes to show you don't need to have all of your shit together to make shit happen. Hell yeah. I love that. And so uh, this woman, she's just created, well, she's launched again, her program CEO skills. And we're going to be talking a lot more about the framework and the pieces and the elements of that, because, you know, being and choosing to start an online business is not for the faint hearted. It's for the people who are really devoted to their mission and their vision and their greater purpose. And so of course, like There's a blessing that we have the ability with modern technology that I can be in Joshua Tree, Nina can be in Mexico, and we can share with you wisdom and guidance, and you can be anywhere else, and you can still learn um, from us and from other people as well. But there also comes a time where, you know, getting, getting pieces together and really honoring and creating this business on solid ground is really crucial to have an empire, right? You can't build an empire on wonky roads or like unstable territory. And so I'm, I'm, I know Nina is really passionate about helping people understand like the important elements and pieces to really run your online business and to do it, um, not even professionally, but do it in a way that honors your mental health and well-being as well. So I want to dive in and hear about your path to entrepreneurship, Nina, of like you being like, okay, cool. Like I have my law degree. I'm working in a law firm, but this isn't what I want. I want to do like, I want to do me. And I get, I'm giving myself permission to do me. I love that question. And it's something that I've always pondered. I just always remember thinking, like, even at a very young age, why does, why am I expected to do what everyone else does? Wouldn't that just get me the same results that everyone else has? And how do we know that anyone really wants those results? Like, I just felt like even back in elementary school, being expected to do the same things as everyone else was leading to mediocrity or at least not allowing me to reach my full potential. I always felt that when I did things my own way and tried to find the exceptions to the rules that I found the most success. So this looked like, you know, in school working smarter, not harder. This looked like in law school, um, spending my time 
in between classes, not necessarily studying more, but going to yoga, taking a drive to the beach to sit there and contemplate the bigger picture of life. And I found that I was always getting better results when I was working on my own schedule, um, being able to work in like three hour spurts versus eight hour work days. And it just never made sense to me that um, I was expected to do things that everybody else was doing. So after I graduated law school, um, I worked at a firm and I was working really long hours as a lobbyist and I was um, traveling a lot and I was living paycheck to paycheck because all of my money was being spent on transportation and clothes to impress people and meals, taking people out to dinners and schmoozing them. And it was becoming really unsustainable for me because I wasn't able to live and work by the schedule and the balance that I knew got me my best results, right? Like I wasn't able to just take a break in the middle of the day and go get some vitamin D. I wasn't able to just take a break in the middle of the day and go to a yoga class. And it was really frustrating and it led to burnout really quickly. So after, you know, three years from graduating law school, I quit my job and I decided to travel because I never had that opportunity before. And along the way, I met a lot of people who were working as freelancers and they were in they were in dire need of legal protections or access to contracts and things like that. Um, Cause I was hearing their sob stories about clients that didn't pay and X, Y, Z. And so long story short, it led me to naturally say, well, why am I gonna go back to New York and work at a firm? There's so many people who need my services here and it would allow me to live the lifestyle that I want. Here I am today, three years later. Crushing it, yeah. Cause Nina had a lot of her business was built on passive income. It was built on these contracts. And, you know, there's, if you go onto our website and you can check it out on links below. So if you're an entrepreneur and you need these contracts, Nina's got you covered. And it's important to really understand that, yes, there is a huge uprise of entrepreneurship and small business and it's also important that you have your ducks in a row and your shit covered. Is this is your intellectual property? This is this is your business. This is your your medicine. And these are the pieces that we need to make sure and and respect within ourselves and and take the time to protect ourselves, to honor those boundaries and to create these sacred containers for our clients and whoever comes across our work as well. And so, I mean, to me, I understand the importance of this and I was getting pretty upset when I was hearing some coaches say like, oh, you don't need, uh, you don't need contracts. You don't need this. And like I said, all I heard was like Nina's voice in my head. I mean, I've been working with Nina for the last six months. She's like, she's, uh, you know, she's made leaps and bounds as my client. But like, I just hear Nina's voice all the time when I'm like, she's like, you need a contract. (laughs) And so I want, I want you to share, like, why do you think that a lot of these entrepreneurs are telling clients that, they don't need contracts and they don't need to cover themselves. Like, what do you think is going on with that, with that bigger picture there? So this is a great question. And I think the problem is twofold. Number one, you have people on an individual level. They're really tend to be afraid of confrontation, especially if they're someone who wants to bring a more conscious business to life, like some kind of light worker or yoga teacher or life coach or something like that. They tend to not really 
want to be confrontational. And I think that people think and assume that handing someone a contract means it's like aggressive or confrontational. But I really see it as a way to avoid confrontation and conflict because you're setting your boundaries up front before there's any emotions involved or any expectations involved. And if people don't like them and don't agree with them, then that's a red flag and you don't have to work with them and you don't have to commit to that. And then the second part, uh, so I really think it saves you more conflict and helps you avoid confrontation in the long run. And it's a lot easier to set your boundaries up front when like everyone's calm and excited than trying to enforce them later on when people are like, whoa, that's not what I thought this was. The second thing is that you have a lot of unethical coaches in the space that are just focused on making as much money and sucking the milk out of the cow as the cash cow as quickly as they can, because it's not foreseeable how sustainable this industry as a whole is. I'm just going to be honest. And with all of the shady practices that we see, for some people, it's not going to be sustainable and they're not going to have a business in three or five years, let alone 10 or 20 years. And I think that some of some methods of sales that are being taught are like, just get the money first. Don't worry about the contract. Like you have people say, you know, get their credit card on the sales call and then send them the contract. And my perspective as a lawyer is like, whoa, if someone's paying you before they look at or sign a contract, then those terms don't apply, arguably, you know? And so there's just all these backwards ways and styles of selling and all those techniques that are being taught in some kind of like weird MLM of coaching. And it's just being knowledge that's passed on without ever being vetted by someone who's Mm -hmm. actually had things go wrong or by someone who actually had a lawyer in their business. Um, And so it's been a, it's a programming that has been passed down because a lot of these people have been using the same coaches. So there's this constant programming of like, oh, this is what it means to run a business. And you're not, not only like not teaching ethically, but you're not consciously aware or, or really looking out for your clients. That to me is what it feels like. Like, are you actually looking out for your client's best interests? Or like you said, are you just doing the best to like milk, take the milk from the cash cow as much as possible? And I think this, these are the conversations we need to have more in business because that right there will show you the integrity of who you're investing in. Um, you know what I mean? To me, I, I know like, the importance of these contracts. I know the importance of these spaces. I know the importance of the systems and the structures really set up so that you can, you can really create, um, not only boundaries, but a really safe container, um, for you and your client. And I think that's what we need to talk about more is like, how do we create more of a safe container? Not just of like, Oh, putting like energetic protection around us and calling in that space. Yes. But like, I think the the challenge with the spiritual community is that it's been so feminine, which is great in a way, but how do we find the balance of masculine and feminine? Having these structures, legality, pieces of it, bring in more of the masculine structure that allows the feminine to flow, that allows the creativity to feel safe to be expressed. You know, and I just have to um, toot your horn a little bit. Like the reason why I chose to really... Um, follow you as a mentor and work with you and invest in your mentorship was because you always talked and were very honest about the false light leaders. And that's what really got me thinking, okay, she is aware of 
the toxic positivity and the spiritual bypassing and all of that stuff that's really harmful in the long run in the community. And I have to say that when you, you know, the way that you put it where we don't just need to protect ourselves with this, you know, energetic intention around a relationship, you need to protect yourself with certain 3D tangible protections, even if you're a 5D worker who's helping you know, people unleash their inner potential and their highest self and whatever words we want to use here. Because guess what? We are still in this incarnation. We are still operating on this timeline. And I feel like I'm here to translate the things that we should keep with us as we ascend versus the thing that we can leave behind. But contracts are something that we need to take with us because like you said, they help you for you as a business owner, but they also help set expectations for your clients. So if you're saying, I don't need contracts because I have sole contracts, that says to me that you don't care about your client because how are you going to promise what you're delivering to your client? But on the other hand, like even look at our relationship, no one has to be malicious to breach a contract. I have had such issues with my Wi-Fi over the last six months in Mexico that it has caused me to miss and late cancel several appointments with you, Sabrina. And that could have been something that could have, you know, not been addressed in a contract. But you had that contract to protect you. And in no way was I being malicious. Things happen, but you still want those protections to be there to say, hey, okay, this is what we can work out, you know, and you can always be nicer than what your contract says, but you should still have it there for if someone is being malicious. People aren't always intending Mm -hmm. to screw you over. So that's why I think we need to have these boundaries in place also. Well, I want to, I was like holding my tongue back because I wanted you to finish your, your statement, but like what you said about like, oh, the soul contracts and all the like airy fairy bullshit. I mean, yes, we have soul contracts with people, of course, but that's not what's going to protect your ass because people are so focused on like ascending to the 5D. It's a fucking trap. You are a multidimensional leader who is living more than just 5D. There are 12 dimensions and beyond. So if you want to be able to ascend and and be embodied in your truth, in your sovereignty and who you are. It's more than just 5D, which is the baseline. There are higher realms, but these teachers have been have been unconsciously malicious by teaching and ingraining in people's brains that like, this is all you need because you're protected in the 5D. Bitch, this is a multidimensional experience and we need to be able to have these pieces and the realization of what's actually happening like in this everyday reality. We have a legal system. We have um, tech issues. We have all these pieces. And so you need to make sure that you're, you're also, your feet are in the ground while your head is in the stars. And having these contracts, having these systems, having these organizations set up for you, this is what allows you to create smarter and to, to, to be embodied in what it is you're sharing, embodied in the container that you're helping hold for your client's transformation. It's a non-negotiable. I really think that these kinds of protections, like legal protections, having brand protection through trademarks and things like that, having the different departments of your business, like your financial department on lock, these things are all related to the root chakra and they're necessary for you to ascend to those higher levels. So 
I feel like it's really doing a disservice to yourself. You're going to have unbalance and imbalance later if you're not focusing on building a holistic business. This is what it takes to build a holistic business. And, you know, I think if you don't have these systems set up, then you'll, as you continue to get, like, first of all, money is an energy, right? When we, when we experience this money, it's because this energetic field that's coming to you feels safe to be experienced within your human experience because you have the structures and the systems set up for that, again, that feminine essence to flow. These pieces are, are critical. And I know this is what I've been teaching for years. This is what I have been not only practicing and preaching, but like I've embodied in that. And I think that's what we need to understand is that if you want to start this business, yes, it's great. We have social media, we have all these pieces, but this is, you know, this is people who are, you're, you're cultivating this trust with your clients. You're cultivating this trust within yourself. And you want to make sure that not only that you have these, but these are the important elements to really cultivate a sustainable business. Yeah, it can look great right now. Maybe you're bypassing the contracts, but what's going to happen down the line when you have a million dollar business and you don't have contracts? What's going to happen down the line when you have a hundred thousand dollar business and you don't have contracts? You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what the price tier is. These are the pieces that you need to do to really make that, that embodied, like, like present yourself embodied in what it takes to really be a successful and professional CEO. I love that. And let's get something straight too, for the record. Like we are not in the clear yet of transcending like the old way of doing business. There are still very much large, powerful entities that are trying to prevent the industries that we are trying to build from blossoming. You know, there was just a huge CNBC expose interviewing all these life coaches. And I knew a life coach who was interviewed on there thinking, wow, they're going to put me on TV about life coaching. No, the whole expose was about how it's unregulated. And then they had all these psychologists and psychiatrists being like, oh, well, I have a Harvard education. So, you know, life coaching is a scam and blah, 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 blah. You know, there are real things that are going to happen over the next three to five years with more regulation. And sometimes we need that because we do need to be held ethically accountable. But on the other hand, we need to also show that we are being proactive and that we are responsible and that we can conform to some of the protections that are in place for everyone's benefit, so that we don't lose this opportunity as a whole, if that makes sense. Totally. I mean, this is what it takes for us to cultivate a sustainable golden age business, not like system and overall, um, what's the word I'm trying to think? This is like the feel that we're creating. Like we're, yes, we're paving a path and there is a rise of people wanting to be coaches, people who've had experience and they want to help and be of guidance. Of course, we're in the golden age. Golden age is about community over collaboration where each of us can bring different things to the table. Like my niche is more in branding. I went to school for marketing and sociology. That's like my wheelhouse. Nina went to school for law, but we're coming together and we're having this strategic collaboration to be on this episode and to share this conversation with you to let you know what it's going to take for you to integrate. I mean, we're in, now we're living life post coronavirus and all this shit going on. There's going to be a lot more of these regulations and a lot more of awareness on what's happening. 
And so if we can be ahead of what's what's unfolding and be ahead of the game and really understand that like, okay, we're going to pave the path. We're going to, to walk the talk of how we teach it inside with our clients, but how do we create that to be a respected field in the world of business? And I think that's the piece that we need to understand. Like the ball is literally in our court to set precedent for how it comes from the generations and the decades after that may want to be doing this work. That is such a good point. And I think that's really narrows down my mission too, is to help people build a sustainable business because the statistic is that most businesses fail or go bankrupt within seven years. I don't want to see that for anybody. And I want to see people in 10, 20 years and future generations have more options than I had growing up where I just had to go to law school because that's all there was available for me. Totally. And I think, you know, it's 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 going to be interesting because I just, I feel for these kids that are in college right now that are spending like thousands of dollars to go to these schools and everything's online. Like if that were me, I don't know if I would have necessarily gone to college. Like to me, the best part of college, yes, the education, but it was about the networking. And that's what was the the peak of like going to college. Like, yes, I, I was privileged enough and grateful enough to go to a private university and my network graduated 10 years ago. My network has been so supportive, especially since I've like navigated through this like memory loss journey and I've built my business over the years, my various businesses and my various brands, you know what I mean? And so a lot of these kids now, especially the ones in high school, maybe they're, do I, is this what I want to do? And maybe they're going to do more of creating, you know, business outside of the box doesn't matter even if you're in a spiritual business or not. You need to make sure you still have these protections for your own sake. I just wouldn't want anyone to put so much time and energy and money into this to then have it all taken away because they weren't strategic in a way, or not even strategic, but they weren't mindful of how they were protecting themselves, how they were going to show up, how how they're really taking that responsibility. Yeah. And I think that people look at legal protections and things like that as luxuries when really they're necessities. And that's one of the solutions that I and some other colleagues that I'm friends with in the space have created is an accessible alternative to hiring an expensive hourly lawyer. Because traditionally lawyers charge anywhere, like my first year of being a lawyer out the gate, my rate was $350 an hour at the firm I worked at. And we would bill in tenths of an hour. So for every six minutes, it's, you know, $35 for me to answer an email. For me to open your email is $35. That is so expensive. I wouldn't even be able to afford that. And I wouldn't see the value in that. But there is a value in having these protections. Um, And, you know, aside from just like, As you mentioned before, um, with us as coaches having to really establish our place in the professional world, lawyers that are doing what I'm doing, we have our own battles to fight with the legal community in and of itself who want to take down what we're doing because we're taking away money from some of the richest, most powerful people in the world. Totally. Um, I've devised a alternative to hiring a lawyer through niche specific contract templates that I think have helped a lot of people have some kind of training wheels to um, really get used to asserting their boundaries, really get used to reading contracts um, and empower you to understand what's being handed to you because you might not 
want to use contracts. But what if you're collaborating with someone or what if you get a brand deal with someone and they have a contract? If they hand it to you and you read it and you don't like make any changes or ask any questions or whatever, it's probably going to be one-sided. You know, not every lawyer is like me who tries to draft things that are fair to like limit negotiations. But I really think that. And that's why Nina's the best. Thank you. But I really think it's important to, even if you are like, I don't want to use contracts for my business, you should still learn about contracts so that if you're handed a contract, you can understand what it means and understand how to negotiate it and really set your boundaries up front. Totally. And I think, and I don't want this to be like overwhelming to people either. And I think that's why a lot of people run away from it because they're like, oh, but like, this is what it, this is what it's going to take for, for you to really take your business to six, seven figures more. Yes. Straight up. And that's, that's what you have to understand. And this is why when I created alchemize your systems, I was like, I asked Nina, like during one of our one-on-one calls, I was like, hey, would you be open to be a guest teacher um, and teach your contracts crash course for alchemize your systems? Because a lot of these people I wasn't expecting, but a lot of people in this first round of alchemize your systems, they're just starting their business. So I was like, amazing. I get to, to come at them and come with them really. And let them know, like, these are the things that I wish I knew when I first started, I wouldn't have wasted tens of thousands of dollars going around in circles because again, having these placements of these contracts, again, it creates a a stronger container for that abundance, for that financial opportunities, for the energy to come your way. And so, you know, there is, there is an understanding that Each of us brings something unique to the table and it's really important. I think, especially with spring here, how can we like spring clean our businesses, recognize what's working, what isn't, where can we do better? Where can we be better? And how can we protect ourselves as we continue to accelerate, as we continue to up level? And sometimes you may need to, you know, invest in that $200, $400 contract, but down the line, it can save you thousands and thousands of dollars if someone were to come at you. That's so true because let's let's set something for the record. It only takes one bad person or shitty situation or misunderstanding or one lawsuit or one person copying you or stealing your stuff. It only takes one for you to have a legal issue that can literally bankrupt you, right? Like medical bills and legal bills, those are the number one and two reason why people go bankrupt and get their house taken away. I'm not saying this to instill fear in you and make you act out of fear because you and I have talked behind the scenes. That's a paradigm that I also want to shift away from in the coaching space. Like I don't think we should only be selling based on fear, but with legal protections, I just want you to understand how to make business decisions as a CEO using a cost benefit risk analysis. Is it riskier to spend $400 now on a contract or is it riskier to not use a contract and then maybe have to spend $40,000 on a lawyer when you're involved in litigation? Because there's also two different types of lawyers. There's lawyers that are transactional that handle contracts and business formation and trademark applications and things that are preventative. And then there's litigation lawyers that handle fights and 
handle things after shit hits the fan. And I promise you, there's no template to that. There's no legal Zoom for that. Like those are the lawyers that are $600 plus an hour. So, and those things can carry on for years and years at a time. So I want you to get, you know, really use your intuition, use your judgment to think about business decisions, not just from an emotion standpoint, but also from that logical left, um, left brain standpoint as well. Yeah, this is how, again, I'm going to say it in the spiritual aspect, this is how we really unify the masculine and feminine energies in our business. Because that creative expression, the work that you're creating, that is seen on social media, the beautiful graphics, what have you, that's more of the feminine essence. But again, she needs to feel safe. And we do that from that masculine energy of these structures, of these systems, of having, you know, someone in your corner that can protect you and that has your back. And so with that, I mean, I want to hear more about like the opportunities that had from you creating these templates with the passive income, what have been a lot of the opportunities that have been presented by seeing, because this is the thing about passive income, y'all. Passive income is allowing you to create something that anyone can find, maybe through a blog post, maybe through a podcast, maybe through whatever, maybe just finding it on their website. But it's something that's necessary or that's really supportive and can really be implemented like on an everyday basis or um, just like a more tangible kind of thing. The way that I see passive income is like, maybe templates, maybe structures. Um, it's not so much of like a one-on-one -on -one time in that sense, but like this is something that can help you, um, that can help multiple people. So I want to just hear more about, you know, the gift of passive income and the opportunities it presented that you took some time to plan ahead, to create, to execute, but in the long run, it's allowed you to enjoy life. Yeah. And, you know, as you kind of alluded to, passive income isn't totally passive because you do spend a lot of time weighing the investment of like, do I invest all of my time into creating this? Like, how do I know if people are going to buy it? And that's a whole separate can of worms. But once you feel like you have this product that you're called to create that delivers like a very tangible solution, like you said, I really encourage you to go for it because with that free time that it frees up later, you have time to step into that creative and honor that and do collaborations like this podcast episode where I fill up my time with creating content and really, really sitting down with Canva and making it like a ritual where I'm going through my systems as a ritual and like celebrating that creativity and bringing more free education to the world. I wouldn't have that time and that ability um, in my business if I didn't have this passive income. On the same you know, hand or on the other hand, I also wouldn't have time to, or the ability to be in Mexico because if I didn't create passive income, I would have to be working at a law firm in New York where I'm licensed. So it's been really beautiful and beneficial for me personally to find more free time to work on passion projects or diversify my income streams. And like, you know, now I'm mentoring other lawyers and I'm doing other things that I wouldn't have time for if I was just doing one-on-one. -on -one. But on the other hand, it's also helping 
clients too, because they're getting something more affordable, more accessible, and they're getting more free stuff from me and more creative flow and connecting with me. And Mm -hmm. they get to talk to me like they're, you know, in the DMs and things that I wouldn't really have time for if I was always trading my time for money at a law firm. So if you, if someone were to ask you, what would you find is like the key element to finding success and passive income? What would you say it is? I think having a product that you believe in that really, um, you know, that really translates to someone else, your signature framework, like your secret sauce, your system, your process, right? Like your five steps or six steps. Like I really believe in having a signature framework, translating that to a product and then using your framework to create tons of content and collaborate with others and talk about that framework nonstop. I think that's the secret sauce. So it's three steps. It's number one, having that product that you know is in high demand and creates a tangible result. It doesn't have to be like totally new. It could be something like contract templates. You know, it could be something that someone else sells as well. And then what makes your product unique is the content that you create around it to educate people on it and the collaborations that you have time to, um, you know, engage in to promote the product. So I think it's a combination of that trifecta that really gave me my quote unquote success. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it also comes down, yeah, you create it, but then it's about sharing about it and like marketing it, you know? So for instance, maybe you wanted to do a podcast episode really this episode is brought to you by whatever that passive income is. You can create, that's part of the strategy you can start thinking about is like, how do you weave it into a blog post? How do you offer maybe like, or share about it inside a uh, podcast interview, um, a guest teaching, what have you. And I think these are the pieces that we have to understand is that um, part of golden age business, like we were, like we've been talking about is that strategic collaborations and being aware of being really passionate and behind what you're sharing, what you're sharing, what you're selling and embodied in that. So you can, you know, create it, but if you're actually not practicing it, if you're actually not using it, that's going to be felt. I think people's bullshit meters are getting stronger and stronger. And part of the importance of like the content you create, whether it be passive or not, like Nina said, is a lot about like the framework of who you are, of your business, of um, your brand. Like what is it, what are the things that you are driven to help people achieve and what kind of content and creation can you create that will support them actualizing those desires? Yeah. And I think that one thing that has also allowed me to earn 10 times more in passive income than through my law firm solutions is really using that framework as the baseline and the starting point of my content creation and reverse engineering from there. And I always think about how I can deliver content. I'm not worried about giving away too much for free or anything like that. Because I think my content is the the preface. It's the introduction. It gives everybody the baseline level of education that they need to understand the value of the product, to get the most out of the product. And that's why I have happy customers. Like I've only ever had like one refund and that's on a trademark because I didn't have capacity for them. And like one person scammed me out of paying, but they still downloaded all my contracts. Like 
you know, it's because I educate people so much on how to use the product or why the product's important that I am able to work with ideal clients only and totally and get them the results that I promise. So it's been a win-win and it just goes to show like you don't need to instill fear in people. You don't need to have sleazy sales tactics, sales tactics, and you can still be wildly successful. Yep. And I think, like I said, that's going to be more of the, um, awareness. I think, you know, there's been a lot of talking to pain points all the time. That's what we've been conditioned. Like that's what brings success, but it's also, it's more important to talk about the vision and share with them what's possible by working with these programs and, and taking that initiative to follow through. Cause it's more than just like buying the program to, you actually have to like do the work <laughs> that's going to also bring the success. What a concept. Um, but I want to, I want to talk a little bit more too about knowing what that framework and like calling in the ideal clients and creating social media content that, um, you know, that is like you said, reverse engineer that is actually leading to more of like the work that you're creating. So if you know what you're being able to serve, how can you create content that will support that rather than just like airy fairy, um, non-directional content? being shared. Um, so I want to hear more about, um, CEO skills and what was, you know, because I'm sure you had your passive income first, correct. And then you decided to create CEO skills. So I want to hear the journey as to what was you being, what was you like, what was the initiation for you that like answered the call of like, okay, now it's time for me to share like how people can become like a CEO and embrace this, this five-part framework that, will allow them to really be a sustainable entrepreneur in the golden age. So first of all, I love your interview style because you wove in like all the pieces of my journey very neatly. And you kind of like- I've been doing this shit for like 10 years. This question. I know you're awesome. So um, yeah, that's correct. I had this passive income created first. So the first year of my business was really focused on um, building these contract templates. And then- I was along the way investing in programs to try to learn how to market them and things like that. And I realized that most programs were only focusing on marketing and sales techniques. They weren't teaching me about systems like your program, Alchemizer Systems does. They weren't teaching me about um, financial well-being aside from like manifest these money mantra affirmation things, right? And they especially weren't teaching me about delegating the realities of hiring a team like about, you know, DEI and diversity and inclusion. Like that's only something that gathered popularity after last year with everything tragic that happened with George Floyd and other um, members of the Black Lives um, community. Um, But I, I really think that it was a download that I received when I was trying to shop around for all these programs where I had a download of a framework of the five departments you need to really scale your business. And I was like, oh shit, that's a perfect framework for a program to help people stop wasting their money on other programs and teaching them the basics Mm -hmm. about these five departments so that when they are making decisions about, do I buy this product? Do I buy that product? They know, okay, this is going to help me with my systems department. This is going to help me with my community department, which involves team leadership or, you know, inclusion and community leadership. 
So those five departments that I think are essential to running your business are your marketing department and your sales department, first and foremost, but also your admin department. That's where I dump together like annoying AF things like legal and financial. Um, And then you have your systems department, which also oversees operations, making things streamlined, making sure you're reaching your goals and you're setting goals and you're planning your year and your quarter in a way where you're not stressed out all the time. Um, Then you have, last but not least, the fifth department, which is community. So that's team leadership and community leadership. So I had that download of these are the five departments that I'm going to focus on in my business. And then the realization that no one else is teaching this stuff. And then the third realization that I could put all this stuff in a program to teach people when to DIY something and when to delegate something. So in other words, when to invest their time versus when to invest their money hiring someone else because I want this to be like the encyclopedia of courses where you don't need any other course. You just could buy other courses after this if you want. So for example, if you, let's say someone took CEO skills and they're like, all right, now I understand why my systems department is so invaluable. They might decide I'm just going to hire and create systems in my business. Or they might decide, I really want to understand more about the SysPy, Sabrina's program, Alchemize Your Systems, and learn how, like, I think that's worth my learn how to create my own systems, right? I, because people have different desires. People have different skill set, different budgets. So that's kind of like the program in a nutshell, helping you figure out when to DIY something, when to delegate something, and figure out how that fits in the overall big picture of your business so that you can build a business that's sustainable over the long run and not just a business that focuses on marketing and sales and raising prices and creating new programs without having like financial protections and legal protections to protect the money that you're currently making so that you can reinvest it and things like that. I love that. Cause to me, I feel like always the most successful courses that you will sell are the ones that you once needed, right? Like when I created Alchemize Your Systems, I was like, this was the program. Like I wish I had when I started my business on like how to create smarter, not harder. And these were the things that I had to like self-taught, teach myself. I was all self-taught because like, I've always been a geek. I've been like big on coding, like That's a side of me a lot of people don't know, but a lot of people have also come to me and I've like referred so many people to so many different programs and things. And because I love it, I want it's it's part of a productivity where you can start to honor your time better. And I think that's the thing that we have to understand is that burnout will be inevitable if you don't know how to manage your time. And this is where sometimes you have to think like, especially if you're just starting, it may be scary to delegate because you're like, oh, financial, I have to put this in. But in the long run, what's going to come out of that is going to be less stress, which will allow you to be more focused. Um, It's going to be, uh, you know, like more support where you're not feeling burnt out and you're not feeling overwhelmed. And these are the pieces that are, you have to understand, will be inevitable if you want to run, again, that sustainable, successful business. That's so true. And, you know, as one of your brand alchemy one-on-one clients, I got 
a sneak peek behind. Well, I got access to optimize your systems, which I freaking love. But I also got a sneak peek before you created the program because I didn't even know before working with you how like savvy you are with things like Dubsado or things like ClickUp and things that you know you've raised red flags even in my business for how much more systemized things can be. And you know, there might be a delay between learning these things and implementing them. And that's where if the delay is like more than a quarter, so more than three months, more than 90 days, that's where you might want to delegate it. Because even if it is really important to you, there's just some things like I just straight up don't have the time to do. Like I learned about Dubsado. I'm like, hmm, that might be something I want to implement. It's been like six months since you showed me Dubsado. Maybe I'll have my OBMI hired set that up for me, right? Like there's things where even if you want to do them, even if it's a quote unquote priority for you, you might think, okay, at this point, it's just worth the money for me to delegate it because it's never going to get done. And I'm becoming a roadblock in my business. But that's the other thing that I talk about also inside CEO skills in the leadership department that I don't see really anyone else talking about is when you do have this team, how do you really be efficient with even delegating things? How do you know what to delegate? How do you know what timelines to give them? Because how do you know like how long, you know, how much you should review things or how much autonomy you give them and responsibility? Like, are you still micromanaging everything? Because that's where the last year has been a really big learning curve for me is now having this team um, realize like how much I'm a roadblock in my business and how much of my time needs to now be not doing those tasks, but being in a supervisor role. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something that a lot of people underestimate as well. Like there's still time that is going to be involved, but, but one thing people don't realize is that like this task that you hate. And I created a graphic on my Instagram and it went like viral both times I reposted it, but it's like universe a, which is, you know, task you hate doing, taking one hour of your time. Your time is worth $300 an hour, let's say. Right. Um, and then you do that task. You're not generating any money. You're negative $300 versus if you pay a VA 25 or $50 an hour, heck, even if you pay them $150 an hour to do that task that you hate, that takes one hour during that one hour, you could be on a phone call, giving a 60 minute strategy session, earning $300. You're still up $150 versus being down $300. That's the kind of simple math perspective shift that you need when you're delegating. Yeah. And that's what's going to, you know, to create that, the sustainable success is that like, for instance, when I first started this podcast, the first like 86 episodes of this podcast, I edited for one podcast episode. It took me six hours to do. And this was a free, this is a free thing. And I was like, I am burnt out. This shit ain't working. And so then I was talking to my friend. I spend $30 for one episode to be edited. Hallelujah. Someone, again, that's part of the strategic collaboration. What can be the pieces that like maybe Nina's better at, maybe that I'm good at, maybe that someone else is good at. And how can we allocate and support one another in that sense? And these are the things that I want you to understand, y'all. Like the golden age is about community. And each of us brings something unique to the table. And when we come together and join forces and we hone in on what it is we're great at, the possibilities are endless. Yes, because, you know, I define niche as your unique corner of the universe where 
you will always be provided for. That's why abundance, stepping into that abundance frequency, abundance mindset shift is so closely related to identifying your niche. Because if you really niche down and you're really good at one thing, it doesn't matter how how niche that thing is, there are always going to be people who see the value in that and you will always be supported and taken care of. It's when people get greedy and they try to be generalists and they try to, you know, uh, in the law, in the legal field, we call them ambulance chasers, like those personal injury lawyers right. who are like, oh my God, at the scene of the car, at the scene of the car accident with like, you need my, my card, right? Like I used to work for this one lady who would go to court and she would target like all these, she was a real piece of shit person. She would target all these people who like didn't speak English and who were representing themselves at criminal court or foreclosure court. And she would be like, I'll be your lawyer. And she, you know, was just like all about taking on as many people as possible rather than focusing on just a few people and really caring about them. And that backfired on her because she has so many complaints against her. And like, yeah, sure, she was bringing in money, but she had so many phone calls that she wouldn't answer for months at a time. And like, she was just a hot mess. So I think about her mm-hmm. and she was a general like solo practitioner lawyer. And I think about how she's exactly who I don't want to be. That was my first job as in the law field. And I'm so grateful that she was such a piece of shit because I learned a lot. <laughs> but anyway, I really think that you will, if you niche down, will always have your unique corner be provided for. Um, and I think that's something also that I try to teach inside CEO skills is there's no reason why you can't want to learn something new. But for me, I'm not going to invest in that really cool looking Pinterest course because I would rather spend $50 on my VA who knows about Pinterest already and can do Pinterest marketing for me versus me spending $250 once and like learning about Pinterest and then never having time to implement it, right? So if it's something Mm -hmm. that's going to add value to your business or really add to your zone of genius, yeah, invest in that course and learn how to DIY it. But if you are like, eh, this isn't going to add to my bottom line, this isn't going to add to my skill set that I can offer to people, then delegate it. That's my simple rule. Here for it. Yes, I completely... That's what I... Let me just say, and I'm having deja vu right now, and I've been having wild, like, hits of deja vu, so, like, I feel like I'm on the right, like, timeline after losing all my fucking memory a couple weeks ago. But what Nina is sharing, what I'm trying, what I'm trying to share with you all is that even if you've had these like bad investments in the past, don't beat yourself up and see it as growing blocks, like lessons that you've learned. And then you can start putting the pieces together of what resonated, what didn't. And then you can down the line, create something that can help someone else so that they don't fall into that trap. Maybe you did as well. And that's something that I've really realized is like tens of thousands of dollars I invested in, in programs what I needed was something like what Nina's creating inside CEO skills. Like what is the actual framework, the actual like foundation that I can do? Cause I believe in my work or I believe in, you know, like what I'm here to deliver. But if I can set myself up properly and have those systems understanding and feel more comfortable with like taking that leap to delegate or taking that leap to, you know, get that contract, like investing investments, whatever, the long run will be less stress. It will be bring forth more productivity and it will allow you to really be present for your community. So um, I don't know if you want to add anything else to that, Nina. Just that I totally agree. And, you know, that's where I really think there's a time and a place for one-on-one mentorship, like what I've gone through with you, you know, when you're ready to up-level, but then there's also a time and a place to just 
have the information there available for you, like a resource book for when you need it, but knowing that it's not going to be a complete waste of your money. Like that's what I really think CEO skills is great at. Sorry, there's a motorcycle going by. Um, but I really think that the program that I have is great at being a resource book because it's um, something that can be like an encyclopedia for you to always come back to rather than something trendy or something short term, like learning how to do Instagram reels or learning how to grow on TikTok. Like this is stuff that you can always come back to and know that it will be there as a resource for you. And a lot of those, uh, like what she said, like the Instagram reels and TikTok, a lot of those things evolve. <laughs> so it's important to also make sure that you have the framework and maybe delegate out to someone who's really on top of the Instagram, was always really on top of the Pinterest and go from there. Um, but I just want to wrap up this conversation with some quick questions for you, Nina. And uh, then we'll, I, this has been so great. And I just, I really hope that you all took notes on this because what Nina's sharing is really, really valuable. Um, but what does sovereignty mean to you? Sovereignty means the freedom to choose how you spend your time for the most part. Um, you know, we're all going to have responsibilities and that's another thing that I teach inside CEO skills. Like there's no way you can get around certain responsibilities. Um, but I, I think that sovereignty isn't necessarily money. It's not necessarily abundance. It's about just being able to create what you want out of this experience, this lifetime, this timeline. Here for it. And what do, what would you say to younger Nina? I would say, number one, um, maybe like work on your anger issues a little bit. <laughs> Go figure out how to like not have your... <laughs> Telling like an Italian yeah, New Yorker. Mm -hmm. Mix in lawyer <laughs> in there. But like maybe learn how to not react yeah. so emotionally. Because that's something we, I had to untrain in law school is like learn how to approach things, not only from emotions when it's like a negative emotion, learn how to approach things, like learn when to compartmentalize and use your left brain versus your right brain, your emotions versus your logic your head versus your heart. Learn when and where to use both. Amazing. And what little nugget of wisdom would you want to be sharing with whoever's listening right now? Don't make decisions based on how small you feel now. Make decisions based on what your highest self and your future exponential growth looks like. Ooh, yes, here for it. And where can we find more about you, more about CEO skills, all the things, your contract templates? Yeah. So I'm mostly active on Instagram at Nina the Lawyer. Um, you can also visit my website, ninamarinaro.com. Sabrina will have it in the show notes, I'm sure. Um, and you can check out my template shop, check out CEO skills, um, and just DM me. I'm very accessible in the DMs if you want to chat. I love a good voice note. So I hope to connect with you there. Amazing. And I just want to say so grateful, so pumped to have you. And it's just, it's really special for me that I get to have one of my clients on. I haven't, this is my first client I've interviewed on the podcast and it just, it's really, really special just to see how much Nina has grown for the last six months. And more than that, seeing her mission to really revolutionize the world of online business, like these, I, this is why, like, I love doing one-on-one -on -one stuff because I can help people like Nina really take it to the next level with their brand and their message and their medicine. So 
go check out CEO skills. All of the notes are in the show notes below. And I appreciate you all tuning in. Reach out to Nina and I. Um, I, We would love to hear if you've tuned in and listened. And again, if you want to get your templates and everything, uh, go check out her link. I also have my affiliate code inside the show notes. It's Sabrina um, to be able to snag. And I'm really, really looking forward to hear and to witness you take your business to the next level to not just have this be a passion project, but really your purpose and really a sustainable business that can really move the masses. And remember, the world is ready for your medicine and we're here to support you. So thanks again for tuning in and we'll be seeing you next time. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcast. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because we've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam. Satnam.